When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And a very pleasant good morning, everybody. It's always good to be back with you. This is the Marlins Rewind. And last night at Lone Depot Park in Miami, the Marlins and the Nationals got tangled up with a rubber match. Marlins snapped an eight-game losing streak on Wednesday night, had an opportunity to claim a series victory last night. They sent Eliezer Hernandez to the mound looking for his first victory of the season. The Marlins were looking for their 53rd win of 2021. Hernandez went opposite of the veteran left-hander Patrick Corbin, who had seven wins, 12 losses, and a 5.82 ERA coming in to last night's game. You know, I would have told you that through eight innings tonight, sweating, sweating this one out was optional. Uh, you didn't have to sweat it out at home, and the Marlins barely broke a sweat in their defeat and series victory over the Washington Nationals here at Lone Depot Park this evening. I say that, but my goodness, what happened there in the top of the ninth inning? Got a little dicey. We were cruising right along through eight. No harm, no foul. Nothing to worry about. But, hey, guess what? At the end of the day, the Marlins beat the Nationals 7-5 to at Lone Depot Park tonight. They collect a series of victory over the Washington Nationals. They snap an eight-game slide last night. Then they back that up with back-to-back victories, take this series from Washington as they get ready to host the Cincinnati Reds tomorrow night. Terrific night for baseball. Eliezer Hernandez was wonderful, and the Marlins gave him an opportunity real early to just settle on in and start hammering the strike zone. Rubber match tonight. Nats took Game 1. Marlins claimed a victory in extra innings in Game 2 last night. Eliezer was in search of his first win of the season. Patrick Corbin was just trying to right the ship. He has had a real rough go of things in 2021. He did not do that tonight. In fact, he got hammered in the first inning. Brinson and Sanchez were aboard. There were two outs, and Brian Anderson was coming to bat. 26 batted in, and he bangs a base hit to right field. Charged by Soto. Here comes Brinson. Throw to the plate, not in time. Brinson scores. And the Marlins have a first inning, one to nothing lead on Corbin and the Nationals. One very quick run, but they were far from done. The next man to bat with two aboard was Jorge Alfaro. 1-1 pitch coming up to the right-hand hitting catcher, and he hits it a ton. High fly ball, deep right center, Robles back looking up. It is up, up, and away. A three-run home run for Jorge Alfaro. And the Marlins have a four to nothing first inning lead against Corbin and company. How about that? A four-run first inning. The Marlins haven't had a ton of those, but it was a welcome sight here tonight. In the bottom of the second inning, the Marlins got two more courtesy of the captain, Miguel Rojas, who came to bat with Brian De La Cruz aboard. Here's the 2-2 pitch, and Miggy unloads. High fly ball. This is deep to left. And it's going to be up, up, and away. A two-run homer for Miguel Rojas. Number seven on the season. And a six-to-nothing Marlins lead. A six-nothing lead. There's no better feeling as a pitcher when your offense stakes you to six early runs. After the second, relatively quiet for a while, Eliezer left the bases loaded with an out in the fourth inning. The Nationals left six on through the first four innings of this ball game tonight. In the fifth, for the first time this week, 
Juan Soto beat the Marlins with one out and Alcides Escobar on base. Here's a high fly ball by Soto to right field. And this one's going to leave the yard. A two-run home run for Juan Soto. And the Nationals are on the scoreboard. It's suddenly a 6-2 game here in the fifth inning. So two quick runs for the Nationals, a 6-2 game. I should mention, too, that Escobar reached on an error charged to Lewis Brinson after he and Brian De La Cruz collided tracking down a ball in the outfield. Brinson left the game. He's got a sprained left thumb. X-rays afterwards were negative. We might have even more on that, Kevin, of shortly when we check in with the manager. Bottom of the fifth inning, Sierra replaced Brinson. He singled and stole second. He was stationed right there with two outs for Andy. The pitch. And Anderson swings and he hits a bloop to right field. That is going to drop. And a base hit and coming around third to score is Magnarese Sierra on a bloop to right field. And Sierra scores the run and the Marlins have a 7-2 lead. Brian Anderson picks up his second RBI of the game. A seeing-eye single. Anderson lofted a lob wedge to shallow right field. The Marlins had themselves a 7-2 advantage. The Nationals got one back against Austin Pruitt in the sixth inning. Eliezer left in line for the victory, worked five, allowed just two runs, one earned. Pruitt allowed three hits in the sixth. He did induce a big double play ball to prevent any further damage. So 7-3 after five and a half. The Marlins went quietly in their half of the sixth. Steve Okert worked a relatively uneventful seventh. Anthony Bender worked around a two-out walk in the eighth inning. We headed to the top of the ninth inning after quite some time. Marlins had a 7-3 lead. Anthony Bass started the ninth. He immediately got a ground ball right back to him. He lobbed it over to first base, one quick out. Then Alcides Escobar singled. He went to second on defensive indifference. Juan Soto walked, and Don Mattingly said, we got to keep this thing in check. There were two on and one out. Donnie went to his bullpen. He got Richard Blyer. Blyer faced Josh Bell. He singled the plate Escobar. Following Bell, Yadiel Hernandez grounded into a fielder's choice. Juan Soto scored on the play. So Hernandez drove in a run. He gets an RBI. Two runs were in. It was a 7-5 game. Richard Blyer then hit Carter Keyboom. Hernandez went down to second. Keyboom at first with two outs for the pinch hitter Riley Adams, but he did not face Richard Plyer. Donnie had to go get his closer, Dylan Floro. Dylan Floro induced a fly ball to right field. Adams flies out to right field. It was a dicey and tumultuous top of the ninth inning, but the Marlins escape it. They use three pitchers in the top of the ninth inning. The Nationals score two runs on two hits, no Marlins errors. Two men left on base. Adams, the pinch hitter, was batting, representing the go-ahead run there in the top of the ninth inning. Floro gets one king size out. That was the one one they that's the uh, one big out they needed in this ball game tonight. And the Marlins find a way to beat the Nationals seven to five. A ball game really had nothing to worry about there through uh, eight innings. And ninth inning rolled around. Nationals brought the go ahead man to the go ahead man to the plate. And uh, Adams flies out to right field. This one ends seven to five. The final score at Lone Depot Park tonight. Five runs, twelve hits, one error for the Washington Nationals. Seven runs, eight hits, two errors for the Miami Marlins. With the victory, the Marlins improved to fifty-three and seventy-five. And with the loss, the Nationals fall back to fifty-four and seventy-two. Your winning pitcher tonight, Eliezer Hernandez. He collects his first victory of the season. Patrick Corbin. 
uh, is charged with his 13th loss of the season. Now 7-13 and for Corbin this season. Dylan Floro, I promise you, had no intentions on coming into this ball game in the ninth inning. He comes in and collects his sixth save of 2021. Standout performances uh, at the plate. Miggy Rowe had the big two-run home run. Brian Anderson, a multi-hit performance. Jorge Alfaro with two hits. How about Brian De La Cruz, who I chatted with afterwards? This young man's now hitting 353 in nearly a month in the big leagues. He's at a point where each at bat, we're not getting a 30-point swing on the batting average. He goes three for four tonight. De La Cruz, three for four with a run scored, hitting 353 since being acquired by the Marlins from the Astros in exchange for Yimmy Garcia. So Hernandez beats Corbin. The Marlins used eight different pitchers. Just kidding. Seven different pitchers in this ballgame tonight. They used three in the top of the ninth inning to collect the final three outs. They needed Bass, Blyer, and Floro to get the job done. But when it's all said and done, it just doesn't matter if you collect a victory. Uh, three hours and 25 minutes total game time at Lone Depot Park tonight in front of 5,447 in Miami this evening. The Marlins pitching staff struck out seven tonight. That means $175 will be donated to Auto Nation's Drive Pink Initiative to fight against cancer. For every strikeout this season, $25 will be donated to the Drive Pink Initiative. Final score, Miami 7 Washington 5, the Marlins snapped an eight-game losing streak last night with a 4-3 to extra inning victory in 10 innings, and they backed that up with a 7-5 to win tonight and collect a series victory against the Washington Nationals. Marlins beat the Nationals, a dicey top of the ninth inning, took three hours and 25 minutes, doesn't matter at the end of the day. All you need to know is that the Marlins walked out of Lone Depot Park last night with a victory. So two to Don Mattingly. Let's hear what the skipper had to say afterwards. Thanks, Jason. Uh, Donnie, obviously, you know, a huge home run by Alfaro in the bottom of the first. Miggy follows it up with a home run of his own in the bottom of the second. Just uh, how nice was it to see some big swings early on in the ball game and, and really play with the lead? No, obviously nice to get out, uh, you know, get out there in that first inning. Thought Jesus's at bat was uh, probably, you know, a key at bat there. Uh, against a you know lefty that could be tough on on lefties, he draws the walk there. Andy, a nice piece of hitting, and obviously Georgie, the big three run uh, to give us four in that first. Uh, and then in the second, you know, Ellie Iser even getting the bunt down to get to Miggy with you know putting pressure on him to have to make pitches, and, and Miggy does a nice job with uh, with Corbin there and getting what he wants to hit. Jordan. Hey, Donnie, with Alfaro, since you guys started moving him around around the field, left field, first base catcher, he's started to find a lot more consistency at the play. Is there anything you've noticed over the stretch, whether it's just more comfortability, more just the steadiness of his at-bats, not, maybe not having to focus as much on all the work that goes in with catching? Just what, can, what do you think has helped him with the results of the play? Uh, you know, that's hard to say. Just moving him, you know, uh, all around the fields is freed up the offense. I think that was one of the thoughts is to be able to give him a chance to have some days where he's not having to do all that work. Um, but you're absolutely right. He's, he's been more consistent, uh, you know, since, since that move. Uh, and hopefully it just can, you know, continues on through this last month here. And what did you see out of Eliezer tonight, specifically that fourth inning where it's bases loaded one out and he gets out of that jam? No, he made some nice pitches to Barrera there. Uh, you know, and then, and then gets out of the inning. But uh, as much as anything, he was making pitches tonight, it looked like. Um, you know, he gives up the one to Soto. Uh, 
trying to back back to back fastballs with him. Uh, but I thought he was he was sharp tonight. So it was it was good to see um, use some pitches kind of the way he goes at five innings uh, seems to be in that 80 something pitch range. So, um, you know, kind of did his thing tonight. Christina, go ahead. Donnie, whether it's, I guess, Jorge or Andy or Eliezer, you know, 2021 hasn't gone as they had hoped. Just if you speak to the importance of maybe how they're playing now and how they could close out the season for some momentum. Yeah, I think, um, yeah, Eliezer's year obviously got off, you know, didn't get off very well. Uh, both of the first two starts, you know, he gets hurt. So that that really puts a damper on his year. Um to start off, Andy's kind of been choppy from the standpoint of the injuries too. Um, and, and that's never easy. You never quite get that groove of playing every day where you catch, catch your stride. So it's been, I think I've been a, a choppy year for him. Um, you know, and then Georgie, uh, you know, just kind of finding consistency here late is good. So I, I think all of it, um, Ellie Iser, I think just the, you know, get some innings under his belt, continue on. Hope, you know, obviously you want him to stay healthy. Um, you know, I think with Andy and Georgie, it's uh, you'd like to, you know, see those guys go out and, and play well down the stretch or, or see what it looks like and let the organization kind of look and see what they you know, want to do. Let's go to Daniel. Yeah, Donnie, uh, a three-hit night for, for Dalek Cruz and – uh, obviously, in that, in that last uh, bat, he, he did kind of hit the ball on the nose to, to left field. So, uh, uh, what can you say about him and, of course, the confidence that he's showing up to this point? Yeah, he obviously he didn't wait around tonight either. You know, hits a you know takes you know Corbin into right right away. Uh, you know, with a guy that's you know he tries to pitch both sides of the plate and took advantage early, uh, trying to go away from him. It looked like and then. You know, then he gets one in, you know, pulls the ball in the hole. So he he was aggressive tonight, and he's been impressive from the standpoint of just how mature he looks uh, as a player. Kind of see it defensively, um, pretty polished all over the outfield. On his at bats, he controls the zone for the most part. Uh, seems to know what he wants to do, have a plan when he's up there. So uh, he's been impressive. Go back to Jess. Yeah, Donnie, uh, just with Brinton, uh, we got the news that the x-rays were negative. Uh, I think a, a left thumb sprain. Is that one of those situations where you kind of breathe a sigh of relief, knowing that a collision like that could have been a lot worse? Yeah, absolutely. And I think it, you know, it put a little scare into Brinton. He didn't have a lot of strength. He had trouble squeezing out there in the outfield on his glove. And, you know, I'm sure he's he's relieved from the standpoint of the negative. Um you know, and they're, and they're, they're talking day to day. I don't know what that means. Probably depends how he comes in tomorrow. Uh, but definitely a sigh of relief. Uh, it looked a lot like Cooper's in a sense. It looked like the arm got jammed in there. I couldn't tell if it was going to be wrist or what it was, or shoulder, you don't know. Um, but the way that happened, you kind of see his, it looked like his arm got jammed in there. And I didn't, you know, you're just hoping it wasn't something really bad. Christina, do you have another one? I was just going to ask with Eliezer, um, you know, he's at 83 pitches through five, just thought process. I know he's had some struggles maybe in the sixth inning and on. Is that maybe a conscious, you know, decision moving forward or is it just the circumstances of this game in particular? Um, I don't know if it's necessarily moving forward thinking like he can't go into the sixth, but there's been times he's going into the sixth 
uh, you know, if his pitch count was down, I definitely would have rolled on. Uh, but he was at, you know, in the 80s where you're like, okay, this is going to be one more inning max. Uh, I can't remember exactly where the spot was. Um, I felt like um, it, it was a right-handed spot. But him in, in, at that point, you know, he's, he's over 80 pitches. It's like, are you going to let him go to 100, 105? Uh, if he has an inning and struggles, you're going to pull him out right there. So I, I felt good about his outing and want to just kind of build that momentum with him. Thanks, Jason. Hey, Donnie, with Eliezer, you know, the next step is kind of that changeup coming along. What did you see from it tonight? How did you think it looked? Picked up a couple Ks on it. Yeah, I think it is a pitch that, that he's going to need. You know, keep him from being a two-pitch guy. And I know they've been working on getting the ball to both sides of the plate. He's kind of been a little bit more glove side dominant. Um it's probably been better with lefties than righties in, in general. Um, and that speaks to being able to get the ball to both sides. Um, but the changeup is going to be a pitch for him. We, it was his, it was one of his kind of bread and butter when he first came uh, and seemed to lose it there in, in the middle of this, this stint here with us. Uh, but getting that back is going to be really important. And I think that speaks a little bit to that, you know, that sixth inning type thing where his pitch counts down, but – you know, if it's a two-pitch mix, it's a lot tougher to get back through there. When the, the third pitch comes in there, then it's another weapon that he has. And it's really more thoughts for the hitter, too, to more to deal with. So in his growth, uh, I'd say the two things is getting that changeup back, uh, obviously, and then getting the ball to both sides of the plate with a fastball. Marlins manager Don Mattingly. After the Marlins series victory and 7-5 win over the Washington Nationals last night. Time to step up and weight class once again. The Marlins welcome the Cincinnati Reds into town tonight for a three-game weekend series. Zach Thompson will go opposite of the veteran left-hander Wade Miley. We're on the air at 640 with Marlins on deck. And as always, we hope you find some time to join us on the Marlins Radio Network, driven by AutoNation.